welcome to the Metapod episode 105 of the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. I prepared our episode number today, and hopefully you're <laughs> listening to this on maybe Tuesday, the episode that's supposed to release on Tuesday because we release on Tuesdays. Sean and I had a little bit of an accident last week. Apologies. Accidentally hey. releasing on thursday it, I mean, it was a it was a it was a funny goof the, it was the, a funny goof. the accident was i uploaded la the prior week's episode into our google drive uh and because and like <laughs> we recorded it on saturday i obviously didn't want to do it on saturday because i was like i want to do something else because sure. i don't have to do this right now and i didn't check the recording until like monday night when i usually edit the podcast and on monday night it was too John, late yeah, Sean was across the world. Oh, uh, well. Or country. I was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, okay, well, down the road. You were yeah. out of state. I was, but... I was away from my computer. That's yes, what which was the technical difficulty mm -hmm. for anyone who got the gist of what was going on. But this week, we are perfect. This week, we've got some news for you. And we're actually going to go through, because now we're starting to move away from big time events things like that you know regionals ic's international championships stuff like that we're going to start evaluating a little bit more in the next couple weeks of the online meta um yep. because well the people that want to go to the world championships they got to test for worlds and the online format is one of the better places to do it but sean how was your time in pennsylvania last week i mean it was lovely you know it was on a lake it was very pretty um, that's about it. It was, I, I mean, I, you know, my, my, uh, nephews and niece do not listen to this podcast, but I will say, um, people out there who have kids, you are, I don't know how you do it. Uh, there is three small humans under the age of eight and they spend the majority of their time screaming. So I found myself waking up at 6am to work. Oh, 6 a.m. Just to and get work done. And they're like under eight? Yeah. So, oh, man. Very It's small. just like, I don't know. I feel like there was an age when I hit like five, six, that I stopped waking up like absurdly earlier at oh, random no. times. I woke up early because they weren't awake yet, so I could work Oh, quiet. you know what? That makes way more sense. Yeah. See, Sean and I have two different brains. I have a... <laughs> I have a twin niece and nephew that's a year and a half old now, a little bit more than a year and a half old. And I don't I don't see them super often because we live pretty. I mean, we live pretty far. So like um, but I just know that when they come over, like when we go over there or something and we usually try to help my sister and my brother in law out because, you know, they take care of two twins, you know, or like they take care of two very, very tiny children at the same time. And that's very, very tiring. And I am exhausted every time <laughs> we leave. And, like, I'm not even the one doing the majority of the work. You get, yeah. Like, I'm not changing their diapers. I'm not really, like, feeding them. Like, I'm just, like, hanging out with them and playing with them. Maybe taking naps with them. It's like, exhausting, though. It's crazy. I don't know how kids do it. This is why yeah. I'll never have kids. Well, at least one <laughs> of the reasons. But anyways, this is a Pokemon podcast, not a life advice podcast, <laughs> Sean. Today, we are going to be doing some news. There's, uh, there's not too much news coming out, but some stuff that we wanted to touch on. And as well with our five-star review 
as always. We're going to be talking about the results as well. So, Sean, let's go first to the five-star review. This is from The Pokey Shop. I can't see the title, but it says Amazing Podcast Helped, dot, 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 dot. I don't know why, but on mobile <laughs> iTunes, like, I can't click and see the entire title. It's infuriating. But anyways... <laughs> The description of this review is love this podcast so much energy uh, for it is great love the direction you guys go and especially with guests keep up the amazing work and I'll keep listening thanks you guys also pretty sure they were the 100th rating wow. when they left this review on okay. the podcast so that was the big hundo that we that wasn't the hundred like we go on YouTube but then we no. started putting out before 100. What was our our, our 100 was 100. we do other content on the YouTube. Oh, which, yes. And then we started doing other content. And then Sean and I got, got really busy. busy. But, and so we're struggling. But we will get back there. We will. So. We will. We just got to figure out a time and, and see when our uh, stuff aligns in terms of schedules and whatnot and things. But if you want to do extra content, Sean, this is leading into our first topic of the day. If you want to help out TPCI and maybe do some unscripted content for their upcoming Pokemon TCG series, they're currently doing open casting calls. Sean, they are TPCI. TPCI announced recently that they're developing a new unscripted series for the Pokemon TCG, and it's basically like giving experiences. You know, you, you give your experience it says quote anyone in the los angeles area with a pokemon tcg story to tell is encouraged to apply applicants can send a written application and video with their involvement in the card game whether i feel like that's collecting or competitive side i don't think it actually matters as long as it involves uh, pokemon cards so the filming is going to take place from august 20th to october 1st so if you're not going to Worlds, <laughs> right? Because isn't Worlds like right in the middle of that? Uh, when is, is it, it? Worlds yes, like yeah, August 28th? It's that weekend. It's that weekend of the 20th, I think, to the 22nd. Or, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's during that time. So if you're not going to Worlds <laughs> and you live in the Los Angeles area or maybe near it where you could go to for the day, um, I don't know. Just want to throw this out there i mean i highly doubt you'll be able to shout the metapod podcast while you're on that but you can try <laughs> i mean yeah hey, hey so for those of you who uh maybe don't know exactly what it means to be unscripted what this says to me jake now i could be a little wrong here but it's either going to be like a mini docu-series right about the pokemon tcg or it is kind of like a reality show of sorts, is maybe my guess. I Maybe, because it says filming will take place from August 20th to October 1st. So what if it was like, a, what if it, have you ever seen those TLC shows? Yeah. Where like, um, what not to wear? That's the one that sticks in my brain. Have you seen that one? I don't know what not to wear. What is that? It's basically like, this person goes and then they take this person shopping for like all these different things and they got a budget and stuff and they get like a whole new wardrobe for whatever, you know, they want for like just regular everyday fashion or like for a job or for their 
honey or what a date i don't know but essentially that's how i think that this could play out maybe like they just go they take someone and they go around los angeles maybe they like buy pokemon cards they look for pokemon cards and then they open up pokemon packs i don't know that could be cool i mean they're talking about trading also they're also talking about the game right so there's an element to me of like i don't know where this is gonna go um i would have to look up like whether or not casting crane does specifically work for like studios that exist like netflix or amazon my guess though is that this is a pokemon youtube channel special is my guess is where we're gonna see this that wouldn't surprise me um i also think it could be for just like little promotional things you know like little social media posts you know like a 15 second video of someone just talking about how they used to trade cards in school or whatever well actually i don't know pokemon's like really strict with their stuff so if you say trading cards at school they probably wouldn't like that actually i mean because like schools say no cards type of deal schools do yeah back in the day they they said to us (laughs) but yeah i feel like this is a, a youtube series that they're probably filming for who knows how many episodes or videos there'll be, but like... Or how many people there are, you know, that they'll take. Yeah. Because it's an application, you know. It might be one of those things where, like like you said with TLC and others, where it's like every episode they focus on like one specific fan or like a couple of fans. And it's like a little wrapper around like, these are these people and this is their collection. These are these people and this is their, the deck that they're playing. And this is people going to a regionals. And I don't know, like, I don't know, it could be interesting. I'll be interested to see like when it comes out and i mean like pokemon's done a lot of stuff lately with like these kind of shorter videos and different like series and stuff i mean they had the the anime that was animated by wit studio Mm. um they had um like pokemon adventures they had um the oh gosh i'm blanking on the other like animated series name that they had during the sword and shield era they had like a nessa one which was awesome they had like a leon one they had a b one oh yeah yeah a hop one like i can't remember what it's called somebody will let me know probably on twitter or something people are tagging us on twitter lately to be honest they also have the work that like andrew and others have done with like the trading card game academy right yeah top deck academy like they've done a lot of stuff with that and and so it's just another thing this time inviting like just random people you know that are fans of the card games which i think is really really cool yeah so not much more to say hopefully we'll find out more information i don't know in like three or four months or something (laughs) let us know if you get accepted that's why i wanted to put it on there and then we'll somehow find a way to get the meta. I'm just kidding. We won't try to <laughs> we'll send you. We'll send you swag. We'll send you a play mat. <laughs> if you get on the show, you let us know ahead of time. Just hit us, hit us up in the DM because you're you're going to be like under NDA. But, you know, slide us a DM for legal for right. legal reasons. We will not try to get not. you to to advertise the better no, but i mean, these, I, mean but I mean we could send you a play mat yeah we could we could do it we could uh, i'm not anyways what we can confirm though sean is for our card collectors especially we can confirm through pokey guardian which is a very credible source that there is going to be a reprint of several sets out in japan in the months of august and september those being Start Deck 100, Astonishing Volt Tackle, Fusion Arts, and the highly 
coveted, super crazy awesome EV heroes. So if you do not know Star Deck 100, I think we talked about it on this podcast. It's basically like a Pokemon pack, but theme decks. Yeah. And you just get you just get a random starter deck. One of them is like super, super rare because they had to do it. It's all you foil. know, like max rarity, yeah, like all foil. Astonishing uh Volt Tackle is basically a segment of vivid voltage in the English sets. Uh Fusion Arts is basically a segment of Fusion Strike, and then Eevee Heroes is a segment of Evolving Skies. And Eevee Heroes is very, very popular. It's probably one of the I would I would I don't have any statistics to back this up, but I would say it's the most popular sword and shield set um so far. I would probably. say it's the most popular non specialty set, right? Non yes, like, that's a, like a main stars, series. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of the most popular main series sets in the last couple years. So people are very, very excited about this. Um I know there's a lot of people that were very sad when Eevee Heroes went out and uh, they're looking to get some more Eevee heroes because I mean this is a fun fun set if you've ever opened up Evolving Skies Eevee heroes is like that but without the Dodrio V or whatever <laughs> you I know mean, it, it it's the Eevees yeah yeah I mean what I would say to that like those of you who are longtime listeners will remember when we talked about the Eevee heroes release and how like they were limiting box sales and like you had to go through a special way to get like none of these other sets had the same like limitation of like sales and so if you are a collector of japanese especially um if you're a collector you probably already know about this let's be frank but yeah <laughs> if you're looking to get into collecting japanese right and you're like well i don't really know and you want to collect sealed in particular if you want to open it it's great but sealed in particular i think now that ev hero set i don't know what it's retailing for like what's on ebay but certainly the reprint will help bring the price down a little bit and of all the sword and shield standards, that's like Jake said, this is the one to collect. This is the one to keep sealed and, and all that jazz. Like, you know, it's a cool, like, uh, it's a, it's, it's a really good set. And if you, it's also like a fan favorite because of all the Eevees evolution. I'm seeing on eBay real quick. I just typed it in my computer. I'm seeing Eevee heroes, booster boxes sealed going, ranging from like $175 to like $200. I have an open, box and a sealed box of eevee heroes yeah oh nice yeah i i did not open up eevee heroes because eevee heroes came out when i was unemployed but (laughs) But, i probably won't ever get it uh i mean i bought it i was gonna open packs i opened the box and then i never opened any packs (laughs) and i have one i have one sealed still and i'm like okay sure hey i mean you do what you gotta (laughs) do and and people were wondering if especially EV Heroes was going to be reprinted. So I know a lot of people were just super, super excited about um, EV Heroes just coming in and um, doing some stuff. But, Sean, that's all of, like, the news news It is here on the MedPod. It was kind of a slow week, as some would say. But, I mean, that's kind of how it is. I mean, I feel like the next biggest um, announcement, I would say... Is probably going to be at Worlds when 100%. they, yeah, because I mean, one they always announce something at Worlds, but they always announce like the next mechanic, right? Like they, yeah. or at least around the time of Worlds, like, um, like the the, the tag teams, the I think those well, the, were the V Worlds announcement, yeah, the V Maxes and Worlds. stuff. 
Yeah, that was at Worlds 2019. 2019? Yeah, ah, 2019. <laughs> and then um, I think at, I think in, a, what was like the time of Worlds 2020? Because we didn't have a World Championships, obviously, in 2020. They didn't do it. They canceled it. Yeah, they, there was nothing. Well, I mean, like, what, what was the announcement announce? type thing? Because uh, didn't they still, or was that just 2021? Because I think 2021 around the time of when worlds would be they did v stars right maybe yeah like a, but it's hard to i don't really know i can't remember but i remember for 2019 worlds there was a, a whole promotional video and everything that they aired at like on stream and at yeah the it was world like a it was like a um it was like a they were in like a dynamax adventure cave if yeah. you've ever played the video games and it was pikachu and zekrom together and then there was this big card and it said like 300 hp and everybody lost their mind oh yeah and that then was it was the like v max yeah. and it was yeah. like all red and dark colors and stuff and it was sinister it was really cool <laughs> so i mean I, my gut says that like we should probably expect to see something similar for this world specifically for scarlet and violet for the new pokemon yes game. so yes it'll be i think and also like it's vgc also happens at world so like i think that weekend is going to be huge Absolutely i think it's going to be a big deal i agree with that so but, but that's just meanwhile. food for thought that's <laughs> not really a like news point that's just something that i pulled out of a hat right there so we could briefly discuss let us know on twitter and all that jazz what you think is going to be announced at the world championships i'd love to know but what i'd also love to know sean is what is the play for worlds and if you want to know what the play for worlds is you have to evaluate the meta sean and what better group to do it than the metapod that's right um so we have three different tournaments that we're going to be talking through today um and I think the, the standings are really weird and interesting. And I can't tell. The one thing I will say, this is the only place people are going to be able to test in a big tournament if they want. But that or like local, you know, 1Ks and stuff. Yeah. But like there's also this element of like I know there's a lot of like top tier players who will not play their deck in public leading up to worlds like that that's part of like keeping the deck as secret as possible um mm. within their playtesting group so all of the results here i will say like they're interesting indicators but there's always going to be a, you know a little bit of a grain of salt going into worlds and for those of you who are new you know who've joined the pokemon tcg post the last worlds that's just kind of how that that works is there's you know you're not always going to see the the best players and decks at all these big events and also your oh the thing that i love about the online meta is how sometimes just things appear mm -hmm. right so for instance let's take a look at this stone journer deck that placed fifth i believe um at yeah. the late night number 46 a big big event in that tournament and this is a deck that we've I, nobody until like a week and a half, two weeks ago or whatever, even thought about a deck like this. Sean, did you play Dragapult VMAX? Back in the day? Yeah, just Dragapult, just oh, regular, yeah. I did. regular, ordinary Dragapult VMAX or Victini VMAX mm, yes. for that matter. Yes, I did. This is the same thing as those decks where you just have a 
4-3 or a 3-3 line if you're this stone journer in this case a 3-3 line of v and v max no other pokemon so you're always starting your desired v in this case stone journer v and then instead of a lot of disruption cards and things like that just take those out and put in a lot of healing Sean, yeah. this list has a ton of healing because Stone Journer VMAX has 330 HP without any sort of modifiers. And since it has a grass weakness, there's not a lot of things hitting it for weakness, Sean. So you're going to have a hard time knocking this sucker out with one punch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like in terms of they're, they're choosing to go for the healing cards here, but they chose not to add any buffs but instead opt for 20 less damage rather than increasing their hp so with the full face guard 20 oh that's the i mean that prevents 20 damage it does so that's what i'm saying though it's interesting because i think when most people think about big pokemon that you can't knock out they usually oh, think I see about, what you mean now. Yeah, they think about adding on, like, you know, if you're a basic, a cape of tough, toughness, or, like, a big charm, right? And it's like, oh, just make it bigger. But it's interesting, because this actually follows a bit more of the trend of Luke Metal, which is, like, if I survive for more than two attacks, the cumulative damage negation is, is more than the HP boost. And so here's the thing, Sean. So the full face guard, if you do not know, is a tool card that prevents 20 less damage on you from your opponent's attacks. It combos well with stone energy, Sean. This is a playset four of stone energy in this list. An energy that essentially does the same thing for fighting Pokemon this card is attached to. So the idea of this deck is to attach stone energies pretty much every single turn. You know, you can draw a lot of cards using Kabus in this list to draw essentially um, eight cards every single time you use Kabu because you very often, more often than not, don't have any other Pokemon on the bench. You know, you can draw more with Avery, Research, Schoolgirl, even finding those through Poke Gears. As well, Shintaro Ito did a... I think Shintaro Ito was the one to really promote Schoolgirl in this list. If you don't know what School... Or, well, actually, just in any sort of list like this. Um, if you don't know what Schoolgirl does, draw two cards. If your opponent has exactly two, four, or six prize cards remaining, draw two more cards. Which is very interesting. But it makes sense, Sean. And do you know why? Is it because you're using the Stone Journer V? It is. So especially in sort of the early game, or there are yeah. many other situations where maybe your big Stone Journer V Max is healed and you need to have another Stone Journer V prepared or getting ready on the bench, especially with like Arceus, right? Since Arceus has the ability to get energies up there fast, and be able to really punch you really quick. Palkia being able to do that same thing, hitting those big numbers fast. It's not terribly difficult to just one-shot a Stone Journer V with that doesn't have like the stone energies or the full face guards. So in response to that, they take two prizes. They have four prizes left. Okay, now we can like schoolgirl, whatever. And there gives you an opportunity to be able to do something like that because 
you use again you know you're piling these stone energies onto the stone generator vmex to make it really really tanky but you're also using stone gift to accelerate basic energies sean stone gift mm. if you do not know is stone generator vmax's first attack attach a fighting energy card from your hand to one of your pokemon if you do heal 120 damage from that pokemon so you get hit with an rcs v right it's got a uh it's got a choice band and a double turbo right that is what 210 damage yeah. on your stone generator v okay if you got a full face guard that is 190 you've got two stone energies let's say that's 150 and so you then heal 120 out of that 150 only leaving you 30 like three zero damage, yeah. damage on your pokemon which can be healed through a team yell towel which can be healed through like a lucky ice pop and a half or two lucky ice pops in there you have pokemon center lady in this list to heal some damage although some people are also playing cook in their list uh for their supporter to heal but also what combos the best in my opinion with stone gift and stone journey vmax is the hyper potions sean mm. because hyper potion you discard two energies and when you're stone gifting you're accelerating energies onto you so you're basically powering up your ability to use those hyper potions and so it's like it's almost like a wall, but it's different in the wall decks that we have seen. This is more like a tank deck, you know, just put up a Pokemon and refuse to let it die. And it's it's crazy cool, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting deck. I mean, like, I would need to see this deck in action because I will say the schoolgirl tech is interesting, but you have to ensure that the first Pokemon that dies is a Stonejourner V. Mm -hmm. In any other order, you never... Schoolgirl is just a draw two. It's bad. It's a bad card. Yeah, right? I mean, you get a Stonejourner VMAX knocked out first, you're screwed. Yeah, there is no mathematical way to get back to even numbers <laughs> in this deck. Um, so, like, that's interesting. I get whether you don't want to discard your hand, because to your point, you have a lot of item cards that are heavy on resources. That, like, you know, if you're discarding those items, then you're losing the game. You need to keep them, so... Interesting that they're choosing not to play any other like Marnies or like just anything that shuffles, maybe. I think it's interesting because a lot of times, and this is just what I have felt watching some people play. The reason that you don't have something like a Marnie is because you really depend on building up your hand, right? That's why you see a heavy amount of Kabu and Averys yeah, in this deck, you know, because Kabu almost always is going to draw you eight cards instead of the four. If you do not know, Kabu says shuffle your hand in your deck, then draw four cards. If your active Pokemon is the only Pokemon in play on your side, then draw eight cards instead. So that's why I'm saying eight cards, because Stonejourner VMAX being the only Pokemon on the field, yada, yada, yada. And then so you're constantly building that hand. And so Schoolgirl gives you a little bit of both, right? I mean, even if you don't have or if your opponent doesn't have two, four, or six prize cards remaining because maybe they knocked out a VMAX earlier, you're still drawing a couple cards right yeah 
it's not like the card says you can only play this card if your opponent has two, four, six left. So you're still able to build your hand up. It's just sometimes is more than others. And so then with a Marnie, a lot of times a Marnie will put you in a situation where your hand's not as big mm. as it was before. Um, so I think that's, that's the reason why you go more towards schoolgirl because you want to have a big hand with this deck. You want to have yeah. as many resources in your sight as possible, um, especially for finding those stone energies every single turn. So I will say, I don't know if you've noticed, you probably did, but anybody who's looking at this deck afterwards, absolutely zero Pokemon search cards in the deck. No quick balls, no ultra balls, no evolution incense, nothing. You get what you draw and that is it. I mean, you prioritize more the healing cards because Stone yeah. Turner as well with 220 HP is, big. is it, it's one of the bigger V's out there. And so it's already more difficult. And plus, if you're going second as well, so then you can use a supporter like Kabu turn one, right? Because you're always going to start a Stone Turner V all the time. Always. You can even because this deck plays 14 energies, you have a high chance in your first turn going second, finding an energy to attach to a Stone Turner V. And it's attack, Sean, on there for one fighting energy is called Guard Press for 40 damage. But the 40 damage is, is whatever. That's more like setup stuff. But the most important part of Guard Press is the effect of it. It says during your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon takes 20 less damage from attacks, effectively making this Pokemon 240 HP. And that's as if your Kabu or Avery or Research or whatever supporter you use to draw cards didn't find a full face guard, didn't yeah. find a stone energy. So, I mean, it's very, very hard at the beginning of the game at times to KO a Stone Turner V. Sometimes it does happen, and that's why you play Schoolgirl, right? But a lot more often than not, it will uh, it'll be very, very difficult. So you don't really need Pokemon Search. You more just need to find the VMAX, and people feel like with Kabu, Avery, Research, like I said, Boost Shakes as well are in this list specifically. It's easy. Like, more often than not, you're finding your VMAX. So I would also say this deck probably goes second. They choose to go second, right? Yeah, I would say that uh, this deck to. wants to go second, especially with Melodious Echoes still being a thing, yeah. Muse still being played and still very, very popular in the format. Uh, you probably want to go second. Yeah, uh, to that point, yeah, because you don't want to get dunked. Yeah. Jake's point. Like, and you have to be able to play your supporters. Like we were saying, you don't have any like item cards or searching cards. So... If you open a dead hand and you can't play a support. Well, I mean, if you're if you're going first, you have no movement in your exactly. hand. You, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. You have absolutely nothing in this deck. So. Unless you just open a boost shake and then therefore you just. Actually, I don't know if no. you can use boost shake the first turn of the game. Uh, I don't know if you can use it turn one. Let me see. Let's read the card. Search your deck for a card that evolves from one of your Pokemon and put it on. Oh, actually. OK, I was wrong. There are a couple of search cards i just i've never seen well okay but shake. like i think people understand when you say there's no quick ball or ultra ball what they mean boost shake is a completely oh, different beast actually this is really interesting i because i've never even thought to play this card your turn ends but you can use it on the first turn so you can put if ah. you open a stone journer you can attach your energy boost shake turns into a stone journer v max pass turn that's actually pretty wild 
the boost shake though is one of those cards that some people are opting to play and some people are not opting to play yeah that's um because a lot of times after you get that first stone generator v max right because it's so bulky it's so tanky it's hard to ko you don't have reason to use another boost shake right yeah. you don't have any reason to boost shake you have no v's in play um so some people have been opting out of that but like you're saying it's very very strong in in certain aspects especially when you go first and open it but with two cards in the with with only two of those cards it would be very very Unlikely. i don't think the percentage is high to uh to open it in your hand but it does happen it does happen it does. sean but a very very cool list in my opinion yeah um in terms of a late night before we get into other cool decks i just want to talk about the meta game real quick just to just to sort of give folks an overview of what one of the big tournaments looked like. I think this was the, was this the biggest tournament? Yeah, this was the, this was the bigger. Yeah. This is the biggest of the three. And there was, there was a late night event after this, but this Mm -hmm. one had like 300 some players compared to the 180 or something of the recent one. So I decided to pull up the 300 plus one because it's the same format. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing here, obviously, the top three decks, I think, are what most people would expect, right? Arceus, Inteleon, mm-hmm. Palkia, Mew. Well, um, Mew, that's not top three. In terms oh, of you're looking, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, metagame, yes. Metagame, yeah. I was looking at the results. I was like, what top three are you looking at? Okay, I understand. Yeah. Yes, that is not a surprising no. um, top three. But what's wild here is that if you look at the win percentage, now... Obviously, this is also dictated by who is piloting every deck, and it's, you know... But on aggregate, Arceus and Teleon, Palkia and Teleon, both pretty high win percentage, over 50%. But Mew, 39%, Jake. I mean, I think this is how it's been going, you know, yeah. the last couple weeks, the last couple months. Well, maybe not last couple months, maybe the last month, the last couple events that we had, is Mew is just kind of fallen off not in terms of popularity really it's still one of the most present decks in the room at events because people are comfortable with it people have been playing it a while people know how to play it but the way that the format evolves and the way that we've been building decks we've built decks with this concept of we have to beat mute right it's like adp all over again where yeah, the deck might not be the best deck in the room, but if you're not beating Mew VMAX, right? If you're not beating this specific deck, you will not do well in the tournament more than likely unless yeah. you just dodge them all, which is very hard to do. Then, Jake, another new entrant into the, uh, based on the Pokemon Go set. We talked about this. We haven't talked, we, we haven't, haven't really talked about this deck at all, have no, we? No, we talked about the cards. We mentioned it, yeah. yeah. So do you want to take a look at the top performing of the Lunatone Solrock deck? Let's Chris? talk about it. Now, this deck has blown up in, in popularity uh, since its beginning release of the Pokemon Go set. I even know that there was an online tournament that was literally titled, Please Stop Playing the Lunatone Solrock <laughs> deck. And it turned out to be the most popular uh deck of that specific event but anyways we're going to be looking at this list of lunatone and soul rock and there's two key components in here if you did not guess from the title of the deck that i gave it it's lunatone and it's soul rock those are the two 
bad boy and where I guess Lunatone and Solrock don't really have genders. Those are the two bad, bad Pokemon, <laughs> the faces of this deck. And so looking at Lunatone real quick, mm -hmm. this will give you an understanding. 90 HP Psychic Basic Pokemon has two attacks. The first one, Cycle Draw for one Psychic Energy. Discard a card from your hand if you do draw three cards. Can be pretty... They could be pretty all right. I mean, if you're in a rut, right, you know, this deck is completely full of one prize Pokemon. That's so true. especially against the bigger Pokemon, if you feel like it would be better to do more setup, you can use cycle draw instead of the second attack. The second attack on this Lunatone is three colorless energies. That's the cost. It's called Moon Kinesis 30 plus. This attack does 30 more damage for each psychic energy attached to this Pokemon. So you get three psychic energies on this Lunatone when you attack. That's 120 damage. That's pretty, up. pretty interesting. But Sean, how do you power up Lunatone? Well, the other half of the equation being Solrock. Um, Solrock is another one prize, 90 HP basic. The ability on this is the only thing that matters. Uh, the ability is Sun Energy. Once during your turn, you may attach a Psychic Energy card from your discard pile to one of your Lunatone. So it's very specific. You can't pair this with anything other than Lunatone, basically. But, I mean, that's what it was designed for. And, yeah, and it doesn't have... You can only use one of these ability at a time. So if you have four Soul Rock on the bench and a Lunatone, on your turn, you could effectively power up four Psychic Energy from the discard just with abilities. You can attach one from hand. That's five Energy in one turn and then there might be other ways to attach as well um are there any in this deck no Croft scoop up net oh yes and then scoop up net um so that's i'll just immediately go into this scoop up net will allow you to reuse the ability of a of a soul rock whose ability you've already used so if you were really insane like if you somehow manage this all four scoop up nets in one turn you need to win the game right now jake you could get one two three four Five, six, so scoop up five, I think it's scoop nine. up six, scoop up seven, scoop up eight. It's just eight. You can just eight from the discard. Oh, from the discard. Okay, yeah. yes. Eight from the discard, attach one to hand. What does this do? Pokey stop. That's no. a new stadium. If you want to help get energies in the discard, you get those nine energies in the discard. You can take on this turbo build of uh lunatone Lun lunatone we'll call it lunatone sure um anyways this pokestop is a new stadium from the pokemon go set sean if you need a refresher on what it is once during each player's turn that player may discard three cards from the top of their deck if a player discarded any item cards in this way they may put those item cards in their hand and it works well with this deck because well you can put your energies in the discard pile which is something that you very very much need if a pokemon goes in there okay you can grab rescue carrier for a majority of them at least why because your lunatones and soul rocks are 90 hp each and so with that churning through your deck you could find vip passes you can find fog crystals scoop up net quick balls carriers escape rope choice belts and another item to help you go through your deck faster trekking shoes Indeed. sean 
because what's a turbo build without trekking shoes? You can just churn through that deck, find those energies, get them in the discard pile as fast as possible because trekking shoes is an item card that says, look at the top card of your deck. You may put it in your hand, but if you don't discard that card and draw a card, almost like Acrobike, except yeah. more interesting in my opinion than Acrobike. And then also to get those energies in the discard pile, Sean, we got one more mm -hmm. in there and that's, the ever popular, certainly the most broken uh, Radiant Pokemon, Radiant Greninja. If you don't know what this Pokemon is yet, because maybe you're a little bit out of the loop, I don't blame you. I haven't been playing a lot lately because I've just been so busy with my job. It has the ability concealed cards on this basic 130 HP water pokemon concealed card says you may discard an energy card from your hand in order to use this ability once during your turn you may draw two cards so lots of opportunities sean to get energies in the discard pile to constantly use soul rock sun energies to get those energies on those lunatones and be able to string attackers and be able to pump up the damage you know sean we talked about nine energies on the field potentially in one single turn but you were hinting at this earlier with the choice belt choice belt especially if you're fighting a v or v max or v star pokemon even i, I gotta say v star as well because that's also a v any pokemon v choice belt does 30 more damage 30 more damage to your opponent's active v pokemon and so effectively that is a 10th energy on this soul rock meaning that it can do 330 damage max, Sean. If you pump up all those energies on that sucker. That's a lot of damage. Um, and then the other thing you have in the deck, just in case you're wondering, hey, a lot of 90 HP Pokemon. That would be easy to clean the board, right? Ah, you do have Manaphy. The Manaphy is also in the deck to prevent somebody sneakily trying to, you know, wipe out all your little things. Uh, cough, cough, Radiant Greninja with its mm. Moonlight Shuriken, discarding two energies from the Pokemon and doing 90 damage to two of your Pokemon <laughs> on the field. Yeah, it so, can uh, get nasty. It's a fun deck. A lot of people have been having fun with it. If we if we were going to do a budget deck episode, uh, the, the one that was lost forever. I mean, peace, we might do one still. We might still do one. But anyways, if we do, this is arguably the cheapest deck that you can build right now in the pokemon format and one that you can have fun with mm -hmm. right this this deck is a ton of fun to watch this deck is a ton of fun to play as well you know you're just constantly stringing attackers you're constantly interacting with your discard pile with your deck you know with these pokemon with abilities that combo well with each other and it's it's just a lot of fun you I know mean to play yeah, if, if you if you played any Mad Party at all back in the day as well, um, obviously you still can play Mad Party. But if you want a Mad Party, same, same, but different, it's kind of, it's like a similar concept, right? Uh, it has some differences, but, you know. I would say it's almost more similar to something like Blounds GX. Okay, um, yeah, I to can where, see that a little you know, bit. You, even though they don't specifically go... Well, you have your baby Naganadals on the bench that accelerate energy from the discard pile. And although they don't go onto the Blacephalon, you do power up as many energies and your attack damage is based on how many energies you grab from the Pokemon on the field and put in the Lost Zone. So it's almost like it's kind of the same, except this deck can consistently do more more damage and string it out because it's just putting it in the discard pile to just go right back, really. 
Yeah. Because your soul rock probably dies every single turn. It only has 90 <laughs> HP. Um, yeah. I mean, the one, the one deck I would, the one, there's one tech that I think, I think ruins this and nobody's going to play it because this deck is not popular enough. But if Palkia wanted to play, I think the name of the card is, um, what's the penguin Pokemon? Oh, ice Q. Yeah. Uh, not ice Q. The, um, well, there uh, are a couple counters to this. Empoleon? Empoleon V. That's the one. I'm I've gonna... seen one or two people like on a stream play that card, and I have to think that that's a little it's bit, a bit much. of it. It's a bit much. But I want to I wanna look it up because I'm saying if, you know, we don't usually, what, Empoleon? How do I? Empoleon V. Just, I don't know, just look up Empole. Empole, okay. Yeah, so... For those of you who don't know, because this card has almost always been garbage. Uh, Ever since we've talked about it in Battle Styles. Yeah, but because this deck relies so heavily on the abilities of non-rulebox Pokemon, Empoleon V does have the ability, as long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, your opponent's basic Pokemon in play have no abilities, except for Pokemon with a rulebox, which that was the weirdest thing when this card came out. It's like, wait, 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 wait. So you're targeting, you're targeting basic one prize Pokemon. one prize there's like why why but you know here we are there's also one more counter that you can do if you just hate the oh. soul rock lunatone deck okay in there it's a little ice cube sean i dm'd it well i dm'd it to you in our our discord oh. chat okay so let me get uh, the direct link let me snag this that. little sucker right here 120 hp water pokemon you can put this in oh, your no. like palkia decks or whatever it's got this second attack called block face for 70 damage, but don't really worry about the damage because its effect is what you're going to want to worry about. During your opponent's next turn, prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from basic Pokemon. Soul Rock and Lunatone is fully comprised of basic Pokemon. This pretty close to a GG's. <laughs> GG, GG, scoop it up. Like, yeah, as long as you uh, get the attack off with this Ice Q, which is not impossible with things uh, like Raihan, yeah. Melanie, right, in this format. You could just go Raihan double turbo on this sucker, right? You don't really care if you minimize your damage, right, with the double turbo energy doing minus 20, because all you're really trying to do is just prevent your opponent from attacking, really, or doing damage or taking prizes. So, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not going to say it's, like, great. No, and it's, like it, I wouldn't start. I wouldn't put an ice cube in your deck for worlds. <laughs> no, I mean, it is interesting, though, right? Like you think about the number, like the metagame again, like it is the fourth, it's most, the fourth played most played deck. Yeah, it's right up there with Mew in and this tournament, at least. I will say, though, it's the fourth most played, but the best record was nine and five. And I think that speaks a lot to the deck. It It is single prize, so you have more time. But like getting to those big numbers and you know, taking out all because like single prize decks, usually you win by doing almost one hit knockouts on some of these two prize and three prize Pokemon. Because if you're mm -hmm. taking two turns every time to knock something out and they get the first knockout, well, the actual prized race is actually in their favor because then it's going to take you two turns for each one. And it's like, wait a minute, this doesn't this mathematically doesn't add up anymore. Hold um, on. Wait, this doesn't make sense. Right. So. But Jake, uh, is there any other deck um, before we call it for the afternoon? Any other deck that you want to highlight as like a new deck on the scene in the metagame that people should keep an eye on? 
if we're gonna just limit it to one more, one more. deck i think i gotta go with the Orbital VMAX deck. So oh. Orbital VMAX, it's not in this tournament. You've put me on the spot, Sean, because we're cutting it close. Um, Where is that? Where I don't see it in any of the standings. It's not really in any of these tournaments. I'm grabbing the list for you. But Ooh. Orbital VMAX, Sean, a card that has really just fallen off the scene, in my opinion. I mean, we... I mean, it was in, what, Vivid Voltage or something like that? And we yeah. absolutely um, were just so excited about it. But unfortunately, um, I mean, could not hold on to it. And I'm sending it to you right now in our okay. Discord to be able to show. And I'm trying to stall time While to you be find able it. to show you. <laughs> yeah. And I did find it. This okay. is LDF's version that he posted a picture of not too long ago. But Orbital VMAX in here, you know, you're using the uh, Snorlax to kind of start the game and to draw a bunch of cards. It's got my favorite, 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 lovely, well, maybe not all-time favorite, but just a lovely gal, Gardenia in this list, right? Ooh. Because you have to have multiple energies, grass energies, or at least one grass energy. You need multiple energies in general to do orbital things. But in this deck, so if you do not know Orbital VMAX because you're you're... <laughs> sorry because you're new to the game or maybe i raise uh, his hand i can't remember exactly what it does so orbital um has two things that it does one it likes to put a lot of damage counters everywhere so with orbital vmax it has an ability that if it's in the active you put one damage counter on every single pokemon on your opponent's side of the field and so your idea of this deck is to get a bunch of orbital vmax out like a lot of times three maybe even four orbital vmax out and you just switch between them you know you have air balloons you have escape ropes you have bosses you have bird keepers just trying to switch and place damage counters as much as possible and the orbital vmax's attack for one grass and one colorless um you do more damage based on the amount of energies that your opponent's pokemon has and so with orbital vmax mm. that is 50 plus right so if you have a rcs v star right rcs v star oftentimes has three energy attached to it therefore with gmax wave you're doing 200 damage onto that pokemon and so especially with the eerie beams right just putting damage counters everywhere every which way you can oftentimes catch an opponent by hitting them knocking them out with the gmax wave because you've stacked so many damage counters or you get them later because they try to stall out prizes right but they can't stall out your eerie beam unless they have like pats of the peak or something like that but, <laughs> and then you can take card. Yeah, so then you can take multiple prizes in a single turn and stuff like that. And there are other cards in this deck that help do things like Milk Tank. We, or by the way, I know I'm pronouncing Milk Tank wrong. <laughs> I know somebody called us out in the, I think it was the YouTube comments uh -huh. or it was that. on Twitter. Somebody called, somebody called me out in the comments and I know very well that I'm pronouncing it wrong, but that's just how I've done it. I also say uh, Rattata, Ratatata. No, I say Ratatata. Oh, instead of Rattata, oh, my lord. 
Okay. I, I don't know. That's just what I've been calling it ever since I was a kid. I was like Ratatata, <laughs> but it, uh, I didn't find out until I was like 20 years old that it was Ratata. Anyways, I watched the anime. There's also a far-fetched in this list. Ooh. A little cheeky card, I will say. The far-fetched has Leak Lash Attack. This attack does 10 more damage for each damage counter on your opponent's active Pokemon with a 20-plus on it. So, you know, you're stacking up all those damage counters. Maybe, you know... You stacked up a little bit of damage counters with Eerie Beam. You didn't attack, but it didn't really knock it out. And your opponent switches Pokemon. The Pokemon that they switched into, though, does already have a good number of damage counters on it because you've Eerie Beamed 800 times that game. A Farfetch'd Leak Lash could finish off that Pokemon. Um yeah with with it's just finishing attack and therefore you have a one prizer that you're trading which is good as well and and just could it's a cheeky little thing but it works out well i mean think about it right all you need is for them to be what is it 10 under half health right Mm because really really what farfetch is saying is double the damage to what they have on them add 20 and add 20 so like if they're at 100 you're going to put them at 220 damage afterwards, which is enough to knock out a lot of Vs. If they're at 130, that's that's literally all you need is 130 to 260 to 280, and that knocks out all V-Stars. So that's a good way to think about it. It's like, hey, it's a one-prizer, like you said, that can take a big knockout on a two- or a three-prize body. Um, you have Rowlet, your favorite, the Rowlet yes. in here. Because you're playing Bird Keeper in this list. You got four of those. So, yeah, you've got one Rowlet in here that can come in and do 60 damage out of nowhere for no energy to any of your opponent's Pokemon, which is huge. If somebody wants to run and hide on the bench, no, no. You just switch into that little sucker, and then all of a sudden he's sniping things away. And especially with Orbeetle or Farfetch'd or even Yivatol, we've talked about Cryo Destruction, two colorless energies. Um, the discard three special energies from your opponent's side of the field. I think it's, I think it's three, right? Is it two Uh, or three? I think it's three. Yeah, it's three. Either way, it's very, very good for your opponent. That's only playing special energies, really cough, cough, me and V max. But anyways, if you want to know how to power up these Pokemon, because we talked about Farfetch, you know, requiring two colorless energies. We've talked about Yvetal, two colorless energies or Beetle is a grass and colorless, still two energies. Gardenia's Vigor, I mentioned this card earlier. It says draw two cards. If you drew card, if you drew any cards in this way, attach up to two grass energy cards from your hand to one of your bench Pokemon. So it's just Pokemon. It's not saying that you have to attach it to V's like Melanie. It's not yep. saying that you just have to attach it to a specific uh a specific type of Pokemon, grass Pokemon, fire Pokemon, water Pokemon, whatever. This is saying any Pokemon on the bench. So especially because you have a lot of switching cards in this deck, it's very easy to Gardenia to a Pokemon like Farfetch'd and then switch into it for a big old whooping. Yeah, and I mean, I will say the benefit of this, now Stonejourner doesn't really make up a lot of the meta, but no, neither you, does this Orbeetle deck. No, no, or no. This, well, Solrock Ludentone kind of does. Yeah. You kind of, you might be able to like wipe the floor of Solrock Ludentone oh, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. Because Manaphy does not stop Eerie Beam. That's right. Yeah, you just like, you just place a bunch of little damage counters and then you're like, okay, I'm ready to they end the game. They only have four scoop up nets. That's right. They can't really, and to waste your scoop up nets on that when there's a big body like Orbeetle VMAX you want to take out is it feels bad. Yeah. So yeah, like, you know, 
I think this is a fun deck. I, I, I hope more people play this one because um, it's hard to say if this deck is like, like how well it's positioned in the meta. Not but... super great. I mean, you can get lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the key, right? Like if you, you want to build like a VMAX deck that you can have a lot of fun with, right? And you could potentially do it. Like, I think this could be a good locals deck, you, you know, for... if you like math. If you like math, yeah. this is a great deck for you, too. For for fun locals deck. And this is also a really, really cheap deck to be able to build. I mean, if you look up what Orbital VMAX is on uh, TCG Player, two or $3. it is listings as low as $0.85 cents Ooh, yeah. per VMAX. Yeah. That is really cheap. I mean, market price is $1.39, but that's still super cheap, right? And so... Is this another example where the most expensive card in the deck is the capture energy? Yeah, it <laughs> might be the capture energy because we've <laughs> we've talked about this many times and we talked about this a lot. The capture energy though is less. It is a dollar fifteen. Ooh, it came so down. very close. Okay. But it, it's it's almost there. But either way, I mean it's just a it's a fun it's also really, really fun to play on PTCGO because if you use Orbital VMAX's ability when it puts the damage counters on, it is quite possibly the most satisfying sensation in the world especially on ptcgo and i'm talking ptcgo specifically not live we're still not we're still not playing live man <laughs> it's still not out to everybody they're doing the team challenge right now which i think is i sean and i have talked about this they're not going to release live to everyone while the team challenge is going on yeah um so it's probably if i had to take a guess it's not going to be till after worlds I mean, that I guess, we get live. man, I can't, I don't even, I can't even believe that the team challenge is actually even happening. I can't remember I the last time like, they mentioned it. Nobody's talked about it at the Pokemon company, except yeah. to the people that qualify. I mean, I, I mean, think hey, the, congrats to the you first, qualify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first round, I believe of the, like, so like you, everybody like makes it through. Yeah. Yeah. The people, the people of the store moving into the tournament, um, they just did the first round of that. I know like Mello's team went 5-0 on who they were playing. They absolutely whomped him. So big shout outs to all you and shout outs to all you as well that I don't know. I missed the memo, Sean. Apparently this was the weekend to get married or like oh, get engaged yeah. or something because Joe from Serebii got married. Pokemon guy, big Pokemon guy. Andrew Mahome, Natalie got married. Big Pokemon people. Andrew, one of the most or is i i would say probably the biggest at least twitch streamers probably one of the biggest youtubers if not for the competitive side of the pokemon yeah. training card game and then um jay lesage got married as well i know he's banned you know i saw i saw his fiance said if he takes my last name <laughs> will he be unbanned and like will he not be on the ban list because like he would have a different name and his name wouldn't be on the ban list technically so <laughs> I thought that was hilarious so congratulations to everybody that spent time with their loved ones or had amazing things and congratulations to everyone who made it to the end of this podcast because and we're done with episode well, 105 and congratulations to you jake on hitting a thousand subs on your youtube oh, channel yeah, about anime yeah it's not necessarily pokemon but i did hit a thousand i'm at like a thousand fifty now and i'm like where are you people it's like have you seen that spongebob meme <laughs> where patrick like goes home and it's all the eyes under the rock and he's like who people that's exactly how i feel right now with youtube uh, i don't know yeah i just like having fun just like on this podcast we have fun and revolve around the evolving meta have a great rest of the day hope to see you again soon